Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your story. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. Up next, a story from a regular contributor, Richard Munez. Today, Richard shares with us the story of a magical moment in his life when he was young, his first time seeing a satellite. Take it away, Richard. If you stop and think about it, it's really funny how memories work. I'm not saying funny haha, I'm saying funny strange. When I stop and think about it, before six years old, my memories are 
they're kind of spotty at best. But there is stuff that sticks out more than others. And one of those that sticks out more than some of the other ones is the first time I ever recall seeing a satellite. I wasn't even five years old yet, and we were going into the mountains. Now, when I talk about the mountains, what I'm talking about here is a tract of land in northern New Mexico. In years to come, we'd follow Highway 17 up and around Cumbres Pass and come in through a different road. Now, this led up to our summer range, and this is where we took our cattle in the summer. But this time, we took the road up through Osier. Now, at the time, it was nothing more than a large water tank for the steam engines that used to move between Antonito and Chama. The other thing I recall about Osher is the station itself. At the time, it wasn't open, but in this particular memory, what had happened is we had started out for the mountains, and it was already late in the day, and it had been very stormy. What this was was a family and extended family trip, and we were going to go up to the mountains. We were going to stay in what we called the Green Cabin. Pretty nice cabin. The reason it had its name was, guess what? It was painted green. Well, as I mentioned, it was pretty stormy. It had rained very heavily. It was raining so heavily up in the mountains, in fact, we kind of aborted our trip up into the mountains. We had two-wheel drive pickups. The soft mud was threatening to get them stuck. So unable to go forward, unable to go back, we stopped and spent the night at Osier. The old station was unlocked, so we took refuge there. I recall everyone bringing in their bedding and we found a corner to sleep in. A fire was started in the old stove and a meal was prepared. We ate and everyone sat around talking. I liked listening to the old-timers talk. They always told such interesting stories. I remember my old granny talking about coming out here with the Mormon expansion. My grandfather talked about coming out here as a boy from Lebanon. Well, later that evening, the storm cleared out and the skies opened up. Washed by the rain, the stars were hard and bright that night, I remember. Echo is supposed to be passing over, I remember someone said. Echo? Yes, that balloon satellite they put up a few weeks ago. So we all went out into the night to look for it. Now, as a four-year-old boy, I had no idea what an artificial satellite was. Oh, I'd seen TV shows and stuff like that. So what I was expecting to see was a full-size 1950s-style rocket thundering overhead. Of course, that's not what I got. The Project Echo satellites were launched in 1960 and 1964. The idea behind them was one we take almost for granted today. Now, way back in 1945, science fiction writer Arthur C. Clarke, the same guy who wrote 2001 A Space Odyssey, came up with the idea of using satellites as a means of communication. The following year, they tried some experiments using a more natural satellite, in this case our moon, to reflect microwaves for communications. Well, once Sputnik was launched, Clarke's ideas were right on the verge of becoming reality. Now, the first real attempts at using this idea was pretty simple. Put a big, aluminized balloon up in space and bounce the signals off that. Now, it took two tries to get the first Echo satellite up. The first one, on May 13, 1960, well, that satellite ended up in the Atlantic. The next attempt came a few months later, this time on August 12th. This time, the satellite settled into orbit some thousand miles or so above the Earth. So what we have here is a 100-foot across, aluminized balloon miles above the Earth, catching the sunlight. This made it a really easy target for the eye to spot. So we step out into the cool mountain air. And I remember I looked up, and there's the universe just sprawled out before me. I almost got dizzy looking up. Standing there on a loading platform of an H train station, I stood at the edge of infinity. 
Knots and tangles of stars were overhead, and a ghostly cloud stretched from horizon to horizon, and stars of every color and by the thousands blurred into it. I'd never seen anything so glorious. You see the light from those stars I remember Dad saying? They're so far away, light left them before you were even born. They're so far away, they may not even be there anymore. Now, the idea of the speed of light meant nothing to me. But if they were that far away, then how far was far? And suddenly I felt very small and very lost in it all. It thrilled me. My cosmos had just grown amazingly big, and I was part of something so much bigger than me. Now, as a young kid, the horizon is always incredibly close. As a child, my universe ended at the mountains that ring the San Luis Valley. There was little beyond it. I never put two and two together yet and realized there was more to my world than I knew. And now, with a single sentence, the universe had gotten very, very big for me. We all peered into the sky, each quietly searching for something. Finally, after several minutes, someone pointed, there, there it is. I looked, and here's a star moving quietly across the sky. I watched it travel like some magical force among the stars, and that in years to come, I learned so well. The star moved with so much quiet and dignity, it amazed me. I remember it'd be several seconds before I even remembered to breathe. As I watched it move, it flashed and then it faded away into the night. And even at four years old, there was a part of me that wished I was up there riding along with it. Today I've seen God knows how many satellites flying over. And like that four-year-old boy, I still wish I was along for the ride. And a terrific job by Monty on the production of that piece and the editing. And again, a special thanks to Richard Munez, who's a regular contributor here on Our American Stories. Check out Richard's blog at William Alban, A-L-B-A-N dot WordPress dot com. And check out Richard's other stories at OurAmericanStories.com. Just look up Richard Munez, M-U-N-I-Z, in the search bar. He's got a great one on the first black lawman in Colorado, the Russian MiG jet, and many others. Richard Munez's story about a light in the sky in the beautiful mountains of New Mexico, here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. We continue with Our American Stories, and up next, a true story of David Klein, an eccentric candy inventor from L.A., who's the creator and founder of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans, my personal favorite candy. Here's David Klein to share the story of how he lost his beans, but kept his soul. I was born in Syracuse, New York. Uh, we left there when I was three and a half and I remember nothing about it. We came to California. My dad uh, was the best furniture salesman in the world. 
and he knew more about furniture than anybody alive. And when I was growing up, I worked in a liquor store that my aunt and grandmother owned. It was in Van Nuys, right next to a Union 76 station that was owned by Joe Funicello, Annette Funicello's father. And in those days, if your family owned the liquor store, you could work in there. And from the age of about seven to 13, uh, I worked in the liquor store all during the summer and after school. And I got quite an experience dealing with the public. I learned how to count money at the age of seven make change, and all the things that I learned there, I wanted to put into a book one day, and the title of the book would be Everything I Knew in Life I Learned Working in a Liquor Store. And what happened was, we had a candy section there, and I would go with my aunt once a week to Smart and Final, which was one of the wholesale candy places. Uh, most of the candy bars back in that those days, uh, that, let's see, it was 1946 plus seven. 46 for seven, for nine, 51, two. 1953. Seven, eight for nine, 51, two. Yeah, 1953. Uh, Smart and Final would display the bars, the candy bars, 24 in a box and if there was no shrink shrunk shrink wrap on any of the boxes if you wanted to taste one of the bars to see if you liked it you would put a nickel right in the box and then take a bar out and that way whoever bought that box would already have a sale and it was, I made a study of candy. At the, starting at the age of seven, I would study every bar, see where it was made, see the company who made it, and then go to the library. I did a study on uh, Standard and Poor's Guide in the re financial reference section. And I would look to see, for example, uh, Baby Ruth, Butterfinger, those were made in those, in those days by the uh, Curtis Candy Company. Uh, and then I followed the company when it was acquired by Standard Brands. And then when it was acquired by Nabisco. And through all of the, I would learn the history of every candy bar. Uh, when I was in school and the teacher had to leave the room for a few minutes, she would ask me, or she or he would ask me, to come up in the front and talk about candy. And kids would yell out names of candy bars, and I would tell them the history behind that particular bar. I went to Van Nuys High in Van Nuys, California. Uh, I graduated Van Nuys High with honors and went to UCLA, graduated uh, with an, a degree in economics, which is a fantastic major. 
while I was at UCLA, I used to sell popcorn. I was in the popcorn business with my uncle, where I would go after school. I had already taken the back seat out of my car. I loaded the car with bags of popped popcorn. And I was selling those primarily to liquor stores uh, because you can go into a liquor store till actually two in the morning in, in California. You cannot sell liquor legally after two in the morning. So I would usually have my route till about 11 o'clock at night. Uh, would go in all kinds of areas that I really should not have been in at night. Uh, but I, I was, and nothing ever happened to me. And then I would go home, and I'd get up at six, seven o'clock in the morning and go to UCLA. Uh, after school, I would go pop the popcorn uh, in that water. And I really learned about the food business uh, by doing that. Uh, you, in order to learn a business, it's, I mean, it's nice, to, to read about it, but unless you really get in there and get your hands uh, dirty, you really need to experience the business. Here's what happened in law school. I always knew that I would never want to be an attorney. I went there because my parents wanted me to, and I also went there so that I would have a legal background if, there were, if we ever had any legal problems. I graduated in the top of my class. Uh, when it came to take the bar, uh, the bar was in two parts. Uh, the first part was in the morning, and then the second part, it was a true and false test on uh, legal responsibility. And I never went back for the second part. I went to get a haircut instead. I knew that if I had passed the bar, which I'm sure I would have, I would have become an attorney. And it wasn't for me. It wasn't what I personally wanted to do in my life. And it was almost as if I knew I would be in the candy business someday. It was almost like it was, there was nothing else for me to do. I would be in the candy business. And there was something about candy. I liked the idea that you could always come up with a new idea, a new creation. And when I was in the wholesale candy and nut business, one day I came up with the idea of creating a gourmet Jelly bean. Well, I was watching television at 8.15. Happy Days. Happy Days was on the air when I was talking to a buddy on the phone. We were talking about new businesses because I always love to, talk, love to talk about new businesses. And I said, I think I'm going to open up a candy store and only sell jelly beans. Nothing else. And he said, jelly beans? I said, yes, jelly beans. No jawbreakers, no gumballs, just jelly beans. And I knew that if that's what I concentrated on, 
they would have to be special jelly beans. And that's when the idea started. I had $800 to my name. No credit cards back then. The only credit card that was available was Diners Club. The year was 1976. And you've been listening to David Klein tell the story, well, of Jelly Belly. And what a story it is. His father, as he said, was the best furniture salesman in the world. He learned so much about life, simply working the register and working, in essence, at the local family liquor store, where he would buy supplies, buy products and services and goods. He learned how to run a business or be a part of a business run by a family. When we come back, we're going to find out what happens next as one man pursues his dream. David Klein's story, the story of Jelly Belly, here on Our American Stories. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash O-A-S. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. And we continue with David Klein's story. And he is the founder and inventor of Jelly Belly. And when we last left off, he had $800 to his name and he set out to create the world's first gourmet jelly bean. Let's pick up when we last left off. Here's David Klein. I approached the company that was in Oakland, California. Their name was Herman Golitz, G-O-E-L-I-T-Z. And I asked them if they would be my contract manufacturer. And I told them what the idea was. And they said, sure, let's give it a shot. And in the beginning, we had a very hard time selling the product. Uh, most of the beans back in those days, our competition, uh, they were selling for about 49, 59 cents a pound. And that's exactly what I was paying my contract manufacturer, 59 a pound. But that's what every other bean was retailing for. I realized that in order to get the product off the ground, I would have to get some publicity for it. So one day I called up the Associated Press, talked to a young man by the name of Steve Fox. He was in charge of the business section. Associated Press was huge back in those days. And I realized that they could make or break the product. I could have started with a local newspaper, but I figured I'd start at the top. I didn't have enough money to rent a store. So I called on one of my wholesale customers who I sold uh, walnuts to and almonds that they put in their ice cream. They had an ice cream factory at 1824 West Main in Alhambra. And I said to them, you have your medals from the county fair over in the corner. Uh, I would like to have that space. This is my new product. It's going to be called Jelly Bellies. And I would like to put a little stand in there, which I will pay for. So 
He said, okay, how much rent do you want to pay? And I said, I can't really pay any rent because I, I just don't have the funds. And I said, how about if I pay you a dollar for every pound that is sold? One dollar. The first dollar goes to you. He said, well, how much are they going to sell for? I said, two dollars a pound. I said, I will split whatever comes in, you get the first dollar. And he said, it sounds good. So I put the stand in there. I had a, um, the daughter of one of the men that owned the ice cream parlor uh, was a, a, an exceptionally good graphic artist. And she called me up and said she needed a project for her art center school. She was at the College of Art and Design. And she would like to use Jelly Belly as her term paper. And I left it up to her. She was the one that picked out the colors. And she did the Jelly Belly logo that is still in use today. A young lad came in one day on a bicycle and he said, I would like to try one of your strawberry jelly beans. So I had a little spoon there. I spooned out one and I said, here, what do you think of it? And he said, that doesn't taste like strawberry. I said, okay. What does it taste like? He said, that tastes like cotton candy. And as soon as he left, I had one of the sign makers there make me a sign that said cotton candy. And from then on in, there was no strawberry flavor. It was cotton candy. And I never got a chance to thank that young lad. He's out there somewhere. The first order of jelly beans that I got in. There were eight flavors. Root beer was one of them. I always loved root beer. Uh, the soda. I loved root beer and I love cream soda. So we had a vanilla one and instead of calling it vanilla, I named it cream soda. I always like to have creative names to all of the the flavors, instead of calling one chocolate, it was chocolate pudding. Uh, so I tried to create as many cre uh, names that were different, just to distinguish them from other products. So when I told them what I wanted, I said, I want to make a miniature jelly bean. I didn't want the big ones like they used to see in Easter baskets. And I told them that the beans have to be flavored on the inside as well as on the outside shell. That way I could do double flavors. I could do like chocolate banana and do the outside chocolate and the inside banana. Uh, I told them I wanted a watermelon bean and I wanted it green on the outside and red on the inside. Prior to Jelly Bellies, every jelly bean that you used to see used to be white on the inside because they made only one center. And then the 
They put the flavor into the shell, if they put any flavor at all. Most jelly beans tasted the same, except for the black one, the licorice one. And so I was really the first one to come up with the idea of flavoring the outside as well as the inside. And that's how Jelly Belly got its start. And most days, we took in about $20. That was the average day. Uh, until the article came out in the Associated Press. And then I started getting calls from department stores, such as Marshall Fields in Chicago. They said, we want to buy your beans. I said, we're here in California. How did you hear about them? Well, it was just in the Chicago Tribune. It was also in the Detroit Free Press. It was in the New York Times. It was in the LA Times. The article broke on the, on the wire and it went everywhere. And the product really started to take off. Uh, it took off to the point where uh, sales were just incredible. Uh, my contract manufacturer actually could not keep up with the orders. Uh, when I initially had talked to them, I asked them, I said, this is going to be big, guys. I said, are you going to be able to keep up with your, all the orders? And they said yes. And I did not realize that they were a primarily a small candy corn manufacturer in Oakland uh, with about 10 employees. And somehow or another in my mind, I always picture them as a larger company. The biggest mistake I ever made was not flying up there in the beginning to see what, what their factory looked like. Because if I had seen it, I would have known that they never would have been able to keep up with production. And you're listening to David Klein tell the story of Jelly Belly, and he's an innovator. There's no other jelly bean I'll eat but Jelly Belly, and I don't care how much more expensive they are, and I know a lot of you listening feel the same way about your beloved beans. When we come back, more of the story of Jelly Belly here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we continue with the story of Jelly Belly and its founder, David Klein. And when we last left off, thanks to Klein's round-the-clock promotion, Jelly Belly sales skyrocketed, but his contract manufacturer in Oakland couldn't keep up with the orders. Klein told us, quote, the biggest mistake I ever made was not flying up there in the beginning to see what their factory looked like, because if I'd seen it, I would have known that they would have never been able to keep up with production. Here's Klein with the final installment of his story. And then O.J. Simpson was on the cover of People Magazine, the issue that I was in. And when my contract manufacturer saw the picture, I had on bathing shorts and nothing else. He turned to his sales manager and said that I had blown the whole golden goose because nobody would buy a product from somebody that would pose half naked in a magazine. And so at that point in time, he instructed his sales manager, they also made candy corn and it was made on the same equipment as the jelly beans. He instructed him without telling me to sign as many contracts as he could to be selling candy corn at 29 cents a pound just to keep the factory open. 
I was, I was never told that. So here I am trying to promote an item that I can, and wondering why there's no production on. And what it did, it created a void in the marketplace that other manufacturers were just happy to fill. One day, I got a call from the owner of my contract manufacturing company. And he said, we're coming to town. And I said, okay, great. I'll pick you up at the airport. What airport are you flying into? And he said, it's not gonna be one of those kind of meetings. And I said, well, what kind of meeting is it? He said, we're coming to buy your trademark and we're not gonna leave until we do. As soon as I signed the contract where we were turning the name over to them, we were driving on Rosemead Boulevard to the bank to get the contract notarized. And while on the way there, I was sitting in the back seat. Herm, my contract manufacturer, was in the front seat. And he turned around and I said, Herm, I have one question for you. If we were not on our way to the bank to have this contract notarized, what would you have done? And he said, do you really want to know? I said, yeah, tell me, what would you have done? He said, we would have flown back to Oakland and on Monday morning, we would have shut off production to you on Jelly Bellies. We would have cut you off completely. You would not, not have any more product. We know you would have sued us, but by the time it got to court, you would have been broke. Those were his exact words. I can remember them today like they were yesterday. We would have cut you off. Uh, in fact, they told me as we were going to get it notarized, they had another name already picked out that he had on the other side of his lap, on a piece of paper on his lap. He said, you want to see the name that we would have called it? And I said, sure. And he showed it to me. I don't remember what that name was. But anyway, they took over ownership of the name. Uh, they paid us 17 cents a pound for the first 120,000 pounds per month royalty uh, maximum. Once the product reached that level, uh, there was no royalty at all. So we only got paid on the first 120,000 pounds at 17 cents a pound, which came to $20,000 per month. I split that with my partner, and then Uncle Sam obviously got his share of it. And right from the beginning, when I sold, it was almost like selling a, a member of your family, a child, uh, uh, Jelly Belly. I spent four years of my life going around the country promoting the product being on radio shows, on talk shows, on television shows, uh, at least once uh, a week. 
and giving interviews in magazines and all kinds of uh, media and uh, losing the ownership of it was heartbreaking for me. The minute they took over, they started packaging the product and the prior packaging had my signature on there, uh, Mr. Jelly Belly. Uh, about two months later, I went into a supermarket and I looked at the package uh, and there was a computer generated Mr. Jelly Belly instead of uh, my Mr. Jelly Belly signature. Uh, when they came out with a book called The 30 Year History of Jelly Bellies, I was not even mentioned in, the, in that at all. So they pretended that I never existed. As soon as Colonel Sanders sold out, he was still Colonel Sanders. As soon as I sold out, I was nobody. So they, they basically did what they could to destroy any knowledge of me having anything to do with the product. But for many, many years, I, I just did not have a good feeling about creating the product. But I've come to terms with the fact that so many people were employed by the company. All I can tell you is it was an experience uh, creating a world, a product that's got about 98% name recognition. But uh, you have to recreate yourself. Uh, recently, we got involved in the CBD jelly bean business. We are making jelly beans with CBD in them, 10 milligrams per bean. So right now, back into the jelly bean business after all these years. Uh, last year, around September, we started a new venture. Uh, it's called the goldticket.com. It's a, a nationwide treasure hunt. We hide a gold necklace in 50 states, different areas, obviously. And we give clues, riddles. We give a riddle so that they know where it is. The winner for each of the 50 contests received $5,000. All states were claimed. Uh, and we received so much positive feedback on that because while COVID was going on, people didn't have too many activities that they could go to. This, they could pile everybody into a car and travel all together. And it was extremely successful. So it was so successful that we're doing another round of that same activity. So we're very happy doing that. And we feel like we're doing some, something really good for the world. And the one documentary that's out there now, it's shown on Amazon and uh, you can watch it if you're an Amazon member for free. And it's been seen all over the world. It's called Candyman, the David Klein story. My son and his wife and Costa Botez 
collaborated on it. They made it into a very good, very great documentary, in my opinion, that will stand the test of times. So that brings us up to date. And uh, I, I, I love being in a business where you feel that you can help people. This is America. If you come up with a good idea, you can run with that idea. Make them happy. That's the whole idea behind it. And a great job on that piece by Greg. And a special thanks to David Klein for telling his story. David Klein's story, the story of Jelly Belly, here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.